12 powers is faith and i'm going to light the faith candle and i have faith that all of those affirmations true right now except for that one that said something is on the verge of no it's already here now no verges okay we're going to start with the unity word from the daily word and today's word for january 7th is wholeness wholeness is my nature and the truth of my life i see myself whole complete and as a living expression of god my thoughts fill my consciousness with the divine idea of wholeness my words affirm this wholeness through my actions, I bless the life energy in my body with the right balance of exercise, rest, and nutrition. I live from my wholeness even if I experience illness. I may receive treatment, but I do not consider myself weak or diseased. I move through every health challenge with faith and grace, trusting the experience has come to pass. I remember wherever I am, Whatever may be happening, divine life is always seeking to express through me, to restore my awareness of wholeness, which is and will always be my true spiritual state of being. And from Luke 11, 34, your eye is the lamp of your body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. If it is not healthy, your body is full of darkness. I believe that has to do with seeing rather than I have to believe that because I have a lot of eye disease in my family. So we will sing Surely the Presence together, accompanied by the Merkers. Surely the presence of God's love is in this place. I can feel the mighty power and the grace. I can feel the rush of angel wings. I see glory on each face. Surely
All right, we're going to say the opening statement together. If you would join me. There is only one presence and one power, active as the universe and as my life, God the good. And our welcoming song today is When I Pray, by our favorite Daniel. Deep. 
will greet each other. So if you want a hug or a handshake, you know what to do. We have a beautiful sunny day, about 55 degrees, really nice. Hi. Going to have a big storm on t Tuesday, though. A lot of rain, oh. thunder, and lightning. You might get snow. I know, right there. We're far enough south that we still get thunderstorms. Kind of interesting. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Joanne. Hi, Joanne. Grandfather was there. Little guys growing up. Yeah. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Ken. Hi, Johnny. Well, how are you, Joe? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, grandfather there today. That's great. So good. So good. Hi, Mike. And Karen and Isaac. Hi. Before you're all done sitting down and then do this because thanks. I know. Very nice. Well, happy new year everybody. And Robert and Susan and Anne. Yeah. Here today. 
And uh, when we're all done here, we invite you downstairs. We always have some good things to eat and some good conversation. Okay, it's time for our announcements. <laughs> uh, I know that next Sunday, our annual meeting happens after church and after people eat that deliciousness. And the two things that you can help us do this year are elect two new board members and help decide where our outreach funds are going to go. So please show up for that. Uh, next Sunday on the 14th at Bear Raven in Winlock, Grandfather will host us for his session of storytelling and singing and drumming and uh, whatever other great things come to pass. Uh, let's see, I just got that reader position filled. Don't even have to talk about it. Oh, I just did. Sorry. Okay, who else has any announcements? All hell's day after food. Yep. Um, does anyone want to take that dead plant home and either revive it or bury it? <laughs> I read I read a note on it. it it's it's there's oh. a note and then it says love plant. It's saying please put me out of my I know how to get rid of bodies. No, I, I will take that home. Okay? okay. I didn't know that was occurring. Uh, it needs to be repotted up and repotted. It needs lots of I'll take you home and see if I can nurse that down. Question. That makes you sad. I didn't know that was happening. <clears throat> what? That it was dying? Yeah. Oh, it's been in the process. No, I kept coming to the store. I haven't walked by. Any okay. <laughs> All right. It's time for our unity statement. So if um, you would join me, we'll say that together. Yeah. See, you can see it. We'll say it. We don't want to rush into anything. No, no, it just happened. Yay. That looks like it. Okay. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. And our song of joy today is deep inside my heart. And if you would stand, we will make a joyful noise. Deep inside my heart. Inside my heart. I've got this everlasting love. It's shining like the sun. Radiates on everyone. And the more that I give, the more I've got to give. It's the way that I. what I'm living for, it's what I'm living for, deep inside my heart, deep inside my heart. oh way down deep inside my heart, deep inside 
inside my heart. Deep inside my heart. I've got this everlasting love. I've got this everlasting love. It's shining like the sun. Shining like the sun. Radiates on everyone. Radiates on everyone. And the more that I give, the more that I give, the more I've got to give. service. January is the month. The power is faith for the month of January. And we lit the 12 power candles during our candle lighting service in December. And now I will share the power of January, which is faith. Faith is the ability to believe, intuit, and perceive. The location of faith in your body is the center of the brain. Close your eyes for a moment and imagine deep inside your brain. The color given to faith is dark blue. Visualize the deep blue filling your head. You can use this affirmation. Faith blesses my day and paves my way. And now, a meditation from Reverend Bronte Colbert. Today, I honor my faculty of faith, whether it is a, as a small as a mustard seed or as large as a mountain. Faith is the energy that carries me forward. It opens my heart to knowing that I am worthy of all good things, including more love. When events around me seem overwhelming, when worry and doubt darken the landscape of my mind, I call forth faith. In prayer, I affirm that faith will see me through. In meditation, I picture a reservoir of faith that I easily draw from. Faith fills me with trust and confidence and it lightens any load. 
Faith expands my awareness to recognize the presence of spirit in every person, place, and circumstance. It reminds me to trust in my abilities and believe in myself, knowing I am ever supported by the divine. Faith uplifts my thoughts and words to create a brighter picture. It reminds me to be open to divine guidance, intuitive knowing and spiritual nudges. It aids me in knowing that from a divine perspective, all is truly well. And from 2 Thessalonians 1.3, we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and love, the love of all of you for one another is increasing. And here's an affirmation to go with that. Walking in faith, my steps are sure, divine guidance is clear, and my path is illuminated. Our meditation song today is J. Montagy. This is a simple, simple one, and it's just praising the Divine Mother. Mata means mother, and J is all praises too. J Mata G. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you so much. We'll say our affirmations together. Please join me. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experience. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. I am at peace, knowing everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and in the perfect way. Today we will say the traditional Lord's Prayer together, followed by the Alleluia. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, our debtors. And leave us not in temptation, but deliver us from error. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. each Sunday of the month, and today we are so blessed to have Grandfather Roy Wilson with us. Grandfather is, um, well, he, he was here with us monthly for years and years, and now we're really happy to have him as a guest. But what he really is, is a minister, an author, a storyteller, a healer, a teacher, what else? A friend. He's he's our our dear dear friend, and we are very happy that you're here with us today. So you pop up here, and I'll pop down there, and we'll be all good. Thank you. Bahia. Bahia. What a joy to be back with my Unity family in Centralia once again. 
<laughs> I may be having difficulty getting up the hall. I remember when I first came here, it was my first Sunday here in this church, in this room, was in September 2007. It's getting close to 20 years ago. Now, I've gotten quite a bit older. <laughs> I'm just a short three and a half years from celebrating my 100th birthday. And here I am. I am back with you once again. What a joy. My message today, some of you have heard the first part of this message before. It doesn't harm to repeat that first portion. You just might find yourself hearing stuff today that you'd missed when I said it before. <laughs> but the last part of this message today, none of you have ever heard me say before, it'll be your first time to hear that. When I get to that part, I'll probably just be laughing out loud with joy in my heart. What is my message today? I'm going to take you on a journey, a time journey, for the history of Christianity and its evolutionary journey for the right in the neighborhood of 2,000 years. Let me tell you this, that Christianity as we enjoy it today. I don't care what church you're in, Unity, Methodist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Nazarene, Pentecost churches, there's no church anywhere in the world today that is really a typical first century Christian church. Our services are different. Teachings, our theology is very different. What has happened to cause it to be what it is today? Well, we have to start with its beginning. So I'll make this as brief as I can, but I think it's real important to see the church on its evolutionary journey. First of all, they were, we were not called Christians, not until years later. Paul the Apostle was on his first missionary journey. He was in Antioch, and that was the first place where they were called Christians. So what were they called in the beginning? They were called the Jesus people. When Jesus first started his ministry, there were two sects of religion amongst the Jews. One was known as the sect of the Pharisees. The other was known as the sect of the Sadducees. But after Jesus' death, resurrection, and the birth of Christianity on the day of Pentecost, the Jesus people came into existence. And 
The church was born after Jesus' resurrection on the Jewish people from all over the then known world, lived in other places in Asia, Greece, and Rome, and we made the trip back to Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost. Peter got up and started preaching. 5,000 accepted Jesus Christ and the church was born. That was its beginning. A few days later, another 4,000 were added. Now the Christian church had 9,000 believers. Then a couple of chapters later in the book of the Acts, we read, doesn't say that the number was added to, but it says the number was multiplied. Multiplied? 9,000 times 2 would be 18,000. 9,000 times 10? Wow, 90,000? How big was it? It was big enough that the Pharisees were out to get rid of these Jesus people. That's when Paul the Apostle came in to became a follower of Jesus on this road to Damascus. What was he doing on the road to Damascus? He had orders from the Jewish Sanhedrin, the Jewish Senate, to take as many of those Jesus people in Damascus, bring them down to where they could put them in prison and kill many of them. But he got slain from his horse <laughs> and he became an apostle of Jesus. Time began to move. He became the very first prophet, or apostle, I should say, apostle, to take a missionary journey. He first of all visited churches, uh, not churches, visited cities, synagogues, synagogues in Greece. And he established churches all over Greece. In the city of Corinth, the Corinthians, in the city of Ephesus, the Ephesians, the city of Thessalonica, the Thessalonians, and we go on and on and on. What happened? The church began to move on its evolutionary journey because those Grecians, when they became Christians, they brought their Grecian theology and spirituality into Christianity, and it changed. What are some of the changes, for example? Well, one of them, why do we celebrate Christmas on December 25th? There's nowhere in the Bible, anywhere, that says that Jesus was born on December 25th. So where do we get that day? It began with the Christianity, these people becoming Hellenized. It started off, it was strictly Judaized, Judaism. Well, as the Greeks became Christians, they had a God that they had been worshiping before they ever heard of Jesus. And I can't pull the name of that God out right now, but they had worshiped him, stating that he also, had been born of a virgin. Ah! And they knew his birthday, December 25th. So 
when they accept Jesus over and then made their Greek God who's just now called Jesus and he was born on December 25th. And ever since then, Christmas is a Christian celebration. <laughs> well, really there was a whole lot more to the Grecian theology and spirituality. Christianity, which had been Judaized, now became Hellenized. It was a totally different kind of Christianity. But then Paul made journeys throughout Asia and they brought their sin. Then Paul made his journeys to Rome and established churches throughout Rome. And Christianity, which had been Judaized, then Hellenized, and then Romanized, it became Romanized. Wow. Oh. Out of the, when the church was established in Greece, the big church became what is still known today, the Eastern Greek Orthodox. When he got to Rome, the church that got us, became established there, we know today as the Western Roman Catholic Church. They're still existing today with all the changes. What were some of the differences between the church under Rome and the church today? I'll give you a little story here. I think you'll love this. <laughs> And I'll shock some of you too. Uh, in those days, you wanted to become a Christian and you'd go to the Roman Catholic Church. You would be allowed to remain in the sanctuary during the song service. And then you'd be politely dismissed, not allowed to remain for the prayer time and the sermon time. You would not be allowed to remain in the church. Evolutionary journey, Christianity is different. <laughs> you would not be allowed to remain until you became a Christian. Well, you had to go through, you had to be water baptized before you become allowed to be called a member of the church. Water baptist. But before you could be baptized, you had to go to one full year of once a week attending catechism classes. If you missed any Sunday, any week services in the catechism, you had to do the whole year all over again. Where water baptism only took place on Easter Sunday once a year. And if you missed one year, you had to go to the next year until you finished your catechism. Then, how many of you have ever fasted one whole week, seven days? Two people, two people. There's only two who would have been allowed to be baptized in water and become a, a member of the church. You had to fast one whole entire week before that Easter Sunday. How many of you have ever been in an all-night prayer meeting here in the church? Nobody. Oh, there. Oh, oh, I see one. Yeah, I see one. Uh, there's only one Christian in this church. <laughs> Evolutionary journey. Because you had to, the night before Easter, spend the entire night in an all-night prayer meeting in the church. Evolutionary journey. 
Christianity is nothing today like it was then. Now comes the big whammy. Ah, on Easter Sunday morning, you would be in a Sunday morning church service in the church, immersed and baptized in the nude. Ah! Ah! <laughs> but Christianity has been it's really going through changes. <laughs> well, that's just the beginning of it all. Time went on. The priest to his church in Westminster. His name was Martin Luther. And he was protesting all kinds of what he just considers trash and garbage going on in the church and its theology and ceremonies and rituals. So he made his protest, 96 points, things that he protested. And another big change in the Christian church evolutionary journey, he began the Protestant Reformation. Now, now you know, you don't call it Protestant, you pronounce it Protestant Reformation. But Protestant is the incorrect pronunciation of the word. He was making his protest, and all those who followed him were Protestants, or Protestant ones, people. The Protestant Reformation ended up going into many different kinds of theologies and Christianity and services and ceremonies and rituals, Baptist Methodist, Baptist Presbyterians, Unity, Nazarenes, and on and on and on and on. Evolutionary journey. But now the church that had been Judaized and then Hellenized, I don't know what I call it, uh, Lutheranized, or he was a German, maybe it was Germanized, whatever. It was to face more changes, evolutionary journey. Along came the Wesley boys, John and Charles Wesley. We still sing many of the hymns that they wrote. They anglicized Christianity. We have Americanized it. Chinese have Chinese it, and now they're different places. You can go in China, for example, into a Christian church. There may be a picture of Jesus hanging on a wall, but he's a Chinese. There's a mission in, in Montana. One of the old missions was built in the 1800s. It's still there. And you walk into that place, and there is a, a, a picture of oil painting of Jesus. About six feet tall picture hanging on the wall of that chapel. I've seen it. But it's an Indian Jesus. <laughs> you got, I've seen pictures of Jesus in homes, like your homes. They're not Jewish, it's a, it's a white man Jesus. We keep doing, making Jesus what fits us. Uh, So here we've been going for 2,000 years, 
And Christianity is nothing, as I said in the beginning, nothing, nothing at all like what it was in the beginning when it was simply Judaized. What's going to happen next? I guarantee you, if it's been going for 2,000 years, constantly going through changes, it's going to go through more changes. So now I can just make some assumptions. Well, I might be standing before you as, like one of the Old Testament prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, and you read your Bible and they say to the Jews, thus saith the Lord, and then they come to the statement, I am the Lord thy God, it's Isaiah speaking, but it's God speaking through him and making a prophecy. Maybe from here on, I'm making a prophecy. <laughs> I'll ask this question in regards to what might, might, it's an assumption, it might be what's going to happen in the future. My question is, what if? Well, that can lead us into a lot of trouble saying if. <laughs> What if we have some non-Christian traditional Indians that are very much against Christianity and they should happen to pick up a Bible and begin reading? And what if they read Paul's epistle to the Romans in his very opening, chapter 1, Paul made these words. Everything to be known about God that can be known about God. Does everything mean anything out? No. Everything that can be known can be known. Wow, how many of you would like to know more about God? Yeah, and I see a few hands anyway. But it can be known. How? Paul said. And what I want to give to you is 100% absolute true Native American spirituality and theology. For Paul said, everything can be known through the things that are made. Oh, through the wings, the four legs that God made. The swimmers, the crawlers, the green people, the fir, the pine, the cedar, the maple, the oak, through the stone people, fire opal, and all of the others. Wow. That is Native American theology. I could give you reading after reading given by Indians back in the 1800s, spiritual leaders. So that's exactly what they had. What was a vision quest? Vision quest was a time of going on the mountain all alone, fasting for a number of days and nights, seeking your vision. And you would be visited by uh, an eagle, visited by a dove, visited by a bear, visited by a cougar, whatever. They all became a part of, and you'd watch them, you'd study them many times without the vision quest was a part of the Native American tradition. Just whatever you're doing that day, maybe you're out fishing, but you're watching them, all the animals that come by, or as you're there, 
as you're seeing the, the, the trees, they all talk to you. You learn from them, and as you were learning from them, you were learning all about God. They were teaching you about the power of God. Now let us go a little bit further with this. Uh, does it not, is it not written? God said, let us make man in our image. Oh, then if I, through all that is made, I can know everything not only about God, but I'm made in the image of God, then I can know more about who I am and what are my purposes in life and what my powers are. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, with all that in mind, let me step back now for a brief moment to the time Martin Luther. Oh, let's go to the time of Jesus. Jesus had 12 men who became his disciples. They followed him and learned. The word disciple comes from the Greek word discipuli, which means, actually means students. Instead of being called disciples, it would have been better to call what the word means, students. They followed him and they learned. One place, they've never been known how to be a prayer, prayer people, praying people. And they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. I remember one Sunday when John Wingfield was here, and that was his message. Some of you remember that message. And he said, Jesus did not say, pray this prayer the way I've just prayed it, which we did here in this service this morning. Jesus said, after this manner, pray ye. But after he had taught them not only how to pray and his many teachings, he then sent the 12 out in, by twos. And as he sent them out, he said, I want you to go out Preach the gospel, the love of God. Heal the sick, the lame, the blind, the deaf. Raise the dead. And when they came back, they were telling their stories. They marveled at all the things that happened. From that time on, read your Bible. Read the gospel. Never. They were called apostles. Oh, well, what's this word apostle? But it never got translated. It's still apostle in our Bible. It hangs from the New Testament Greek word apostolos. And we just pronounce apostolos apostle. If it had been translated, you would never find the word apostle in the Bible. Because it means sent ones. And so, uh, Peter, James, John were not apostles. They were sent ones. Oh, today we call the sent ones the churches send missionaries out. Oh, they were apostles, but we now call them missionaries. How do we mess things up with our languages? Well, of course, after the 12 became apostles, 
Then there were others that came on the scene. Paul became an apostle. Barnabas became apostle. Timothy. On and on and on. And there are written in the Bible why some of those. Now I'm coming to the twist. I've given you pretty much today what I gave to you. Either in the longhouse or maybe even here. What are we looking forward to? Well, it's time for another reformation in Christianity. Another reformation. Oh, that last one known as the Protestant Reformation began in a church. Historically, that church is still remembered in history. This reformation is going to begin in a church. A hundred years from now, two hundred years from now, history, if you want to talk about the history of the church and the latest reformation, we'll be naming that church in the city where it is. Where is that church? The Unity Church of Centralia. That's the Westminster Church. Martin Luther. I stand before you today, my dear precious friends, as Isaiah stood before the Jews as a holy prophet. I am going to tell you that as Jesus named and ordained the apostles and sent them, today, I am here, this is the big twist on this. <laughs> I'm going to be as a holy prophet, ready to ordain and name apostles that would carry this reformation throughout the world. What happened with just 12 men who started it and became the first apostles? Today, the result is, out of all the religions in the world, Christianity is the largest numbered religion in the world. Hundreds of millions of people today throughout the world call themselves Christians. All different kinds of Christians, but Christians. From today, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Oh, we got oh, more than 12. With 12 became hundreds of millions. What's going to happen in the future because of you? For I am going this morning to name and ordain each one of you as an apostle, a sent one, to immunize Christianity. Christianity have been Judaized, Hellenized, Romanized, Anglicized, Americanized. Now we're going to Indianize Christianity. <laughs> Tom, the apostle. Susan, the apostle. Penny, the apostle. And on and on. Some of you, I don't know your names, but I'm looking right into your eyes. I am capturing your spirit. I 
made here today of an apostle in the Reformation. Christianity. <laughs> oh, what a joyful heart I have. <laughs> You are the future of Christianity on this evolutionary journey. Well, it's time for me to cross off in my joyful heart and my laughter. It's time for the silence meditation. Time. Relax. very deeply go into the silence of your spirit, soul, and mind. Ask yourself, what is going to happen in my life as a prophet of Indianizing Slowly meditate on what you might face. Possibly, even this afternoon before this day is over, you may find yourself standing at the fence between you and your neighbor, visiting with your neighbor, and your neighbor may be telling you about some wonderful things that have been happening in his or her life recently. And suddenly, as you're listening to your neighbor celebrating with you, here comes an eagle, and it circles around and around above you. And you'll smile and say that, friend, neighbor, see that eagle? Well, the spirits fly free and uninhibited in space, my friend, my neighbor. And the birds fly free and uninhibited in space. They become symbols of the spirit world. And the eagle, being the most powerful, most majestic of all the birds of the air, that's a symbol of great spirit, that's of God. And God is now circling above you and blessing you with this great thing that's been happening in your life. And you're beginning to humanize that person. <laughs> because that's Indian theology. That's Indian spirituality but how well it fits into Christianity. Oh, maybe later on this afternoon or maybe tomorrow you'll meet with another friend and they're telling you about all, all, all kinds of the terrible things that are happening in their life. Strike, strike, strike. And all of a sudden here comes a dove circling above them, above you. And you say, see that dove? That's a symbol of peace. And God has come into you in the form of a dove to bring peace to all this strife you're going through. Get ready to enjoy healing. You're Indianizing it. Oh, we can go on and on. I can share with you the salmon, uh, the turtle. I can share with you the oak, the maple, the cedar, the fir. I can share with you the fire opal, the mineral people. But what am I really saying here? As the 12 said to Jesus one day, Lord, 
pages out to pray. You're going to need to spend some time. Let's was traditional for Indians. They had to sit and just watch the four legged, watch the swimmers, watch the wingers, to look and study the, the trees. The senior tree with this different teachings of providence, God's providence, and many others. Meditation time. You need to spend much time, not just two or three minutes of a meditation. It's in unity. You should, should spend time every day in your home in private meditation. It is wise to make your whole life 24 hours a day a time of meditation. And you need to do it in your dream life. I send you forth for the great reformation that will begin centrally unity. God is yours. Thank you, Heavenly Father. great chief of the above. For these my beloved friends. These, your servants and your handmaids, these who are your apostles, to bring in Christianity to a newer and higher standard of and phase of living the life of your Son, Jesus Christ, in our lives. So be it. Close, Kakwa. Close, Kakwa. Thank you, Grandfather. What a joy to have you here. It's time for our offering now. We'd like to thank everyone who has sent checks by mail to Unity. We continue to appreciate your donations of your time, talent, and treasure. Um, you can donate on the website at Unity of Centralia.net or uh, to the mailbox at 800 South Pearl Street. And let's say our um, offering prayer together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am.
Okay, we will say our blessing and thanks together. Bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly, and so it is. And it's time for our healing prayer. If you would like to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, you can speak out their name or hold them quietly in your hearts. Our church community asks that we continue to pray for all people and animals displaced by war and natural disasters the members of our community the human needs and anyone else that you mention now dr daria dr daria karen All right, Penny, where's your plug-in? Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. Go ahead, the next one's on the wall. Okay. And hopefully in our hearts and minds. Right. Let me give you a little tip about those peas. They're in alphabetical order. <laughs> Did you ever notice that? No. Okay, well, here we go. No. Uh, we're going to say the prayer of protection together. It's not on the screen, apparently. Oh, yes, it is. Okay, good. It's also up here on the wall. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. 
The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. Okay, it's time for us to um, stand and circle up. We're going to sing our peace song together. And while you're getting ready for that, I want to take a moment to thank all the people who made this service possible. Uh, grandfather, thank you so much for encouraging us all to be apostles. Um, Mike and Karen for the music, Kenny for the slides and the reading, and uh, Tom for all of the setup and the technical stuff and the website. And all of you for being here. And oh my gosh. And let me also say that next week we will have for our speaker Audrey Pitchford from Olympia, who is a licensed unity teacher. So please come. Can you hear us? I didn't. I turned on the mic. <laughs> 